Welcome back to Fearless Fridays, where this month we are learning about the fearless Rahab. It wasn't enough for Rahab to make a promise. She had to put her faith on display for all to see. She fearlessly followed their directions to a T. When we choose to say yes to the kindness of God, He pulls us out of our Jericho places that try to drag us toward destruction. And it's a yes that's more than a word. It's a life that demonstrates real faith. Disobedience tries to derail our destiny one choice at a time, but obedience opens the door to opportunity when we give faith space to breathe. As Rahab took her first steps toward embracing her God-sized dreams, the plot thickened across town. World travels fast in a shut-up city, and it didn't take long for the scoop about our out-of-town guests to make it to the king's palace. Joshua chapter 2, verse 2 through 7 says, The king of Jericho was told, Look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, they left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Rahab was given a clear directive from the highest office in the land, but with nerves of steel, she stared straight ahead and made a life-altering choice. She lied for the spies. She didn't have to think twice. Her decision, tantamount to treason, was firmly fastened to faith. Listen to what she said. I did not know where they came from. They left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. With a few strategic statements, Rahab began to etch a name for herself in God's book of heroines. She hadn't applied for this job position, and she didn't earn it. God chose her for this assignment and used her assertiveness. She wasn't intimidated by what stood in front of her or shackled by what lay in her past. None of that mattered. She stood out by acting on simple faith that was given space to breathe. She played dumb and boldly lied to the messengers of the king. However, just like the midwives in Egypt, her choice was motivated by selflessness and rooted in genuine trust. Scripture doesn't condemn her for telling a falsehood. It commends her for her faith. She had a clear understanding of who the spies were and knew their plan was to overthrow the city. Not only did she welcome them and lie for them, she protected them at the risk of her own life. She wasn't foolish. She was fearless. As soon as she heard the clanging of the closing gate, she rushed to the roof. Pulling back thick stalks of flax, more than three feet in height, she revealed the hidden spies. Previously, we read the first words that tumbled from her lips as she confidently declared Jehovah as the one true God. And in the conversation that followed, she outlined a proposal that guaranteed her protection in return for theirs. Verse 12 says, Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. 
our lives for your lives, the men assured her. If you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. So she let them down by a rope through the window, for the house she lived in was part of the city wall. She said to them, go to the hills so the pursuers will not find you. Hide yourselves there three days until they return and then go on your way. Now the men had said to her, the oath you made us swear will not be binding on us unless when we enter the land, you have tied this scarlet cord in the window through which you let us down. And unless you have brought your father and mother, your brothers and your family into your home, if any of them go outside your house into the street, their blood will be on their own heads. We will not be responsible. As for those who are in the house with you, their blood will be on our head if a hand is laid on them. But if you tell what we are doing, we'll be released from the oath you made us swear. Agreed, she replied. Let it be as you say. So she sent them away and they departed and she tied the scarlet cord in the window. Oh, to have been a fly on the wall uh, or the roof. Can't you just hear the epic musical score accompanying this dramatic scene? As the tension mounted, Rahab demanded an oath and described a plan. Before another word could be spoken, she needed to know one thing. Swear to me, you'll spare me. Promise before God that you'll remember me and my family with kindness. Kindness. What an interesting choice of words. Show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. And the spies responded in turn, don't tell anyone and we'll treat you kindly and faithfully. Let's linger on this thought for just a minute. The Hebrew word for kindness is hased. It means loyalty or to come alongside of someone to pick them up. It's found in several places throughout scripture. And one of the most poignant examples is in 2 Samuel 9, when King Saul, the ruler in Israel, at the time was killed in battle alongside his son, Jonathan. His death closed a bitter chapter in which jealousy of David drove Saul mad and robbed him of God's anointing. With his death, David, God's appointed heir, ascended the throne. Yet, despite all Saul did to make David's life utterly miserable, David looked for an opportunity to bless his descendants on account of his friendship with Jonathan. Seeking out one of Saul's servants, Ziba, David asked, Is there no one left still alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, Well, there is still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. When most wouldn't even bat an eye walking away, David wouldn't rest until he found Mephibosheth. Don't be afraid, David said to him, for I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Kindness is the vehicle that transports favor. When someone has little or nothing to offer, kindness steps in and bridges the gap. It goes above and beyond expectations and carves out a path for the miraculous to follow. Titus 3 recounts the greatest act of kindness. At one time, we too were foolish and disobedient, deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. 
But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. The kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared in the form of Jesus Christ. He stepped in to save us when we had nothing to offer. And just like Rahab, we didn't earn it. His death on the cross bridged the gap that we would have never been able to fix on our own. His resurrection meant we, like Mephibosheth, would always have a seat at his table. It's the kindness and love of God that rescued Rahab, found Mephibosheth, and saves us. Yet our rescue, just like Rahab's, is conditional upon one thing, accepting Jesus as our Savior. Her protection was contingent upon her obedience. Their plan to spare her involved three requirements. Tie a scarlet rope in your window. Make sure you and your family are inside the house. And don't breathe a word of what we're doing. With their lives literally hanging by a thread, a thin scarlet cord became the designated sign of her commitment and cooperation. In the Scarlet Cord of Redemption, Carter Corbury describes it this way, a slim scarlet cord dangling in a window might not trigger the thought of deliverance. That is, unless you were Rahab, a Gentile woman living in a house built into the wall of one of the most ancient cities in all of the world, Jericho, over 3,000 years ago. Rahab's scarlet cord was assigned to the approaching Hebrew armies to spare her family because she did not put her faith in walls, but in the God of Israel. When she encountered two Hebrew spies who had come to scout the city, she chose to be on the winning side. That scarlet cord represented redemption for a handful of Gentiles, yet it also symbolized a greater deliverance threaded throughout the Old Testament is a scarlet cord of scripture foretelling redemption through Jesus, the Jewish Messiah. He came to hang on Calvary even as that scarlet cord hung from the window. Through him alone, Jews and Gentiles find redemption from sin. It wasn't enough for Rahab to make a promise. She had to put her faith on display for all to see. She fearlessly followed their directions to a T. It's not enough for us to just make a promise. We have to take a stand. Our first step is to hang the scarlet cord on the door of our heart by accepting Christ as our Savior. When we choose to say yes to the kindness of God, He pulls us out of our Jericho places that try to drag us toward destruction. And it's a yes that's more than a word. It's a life that demonstrates real faith. Disobedience tries to derail our destiny one choice at a time. But obedience opens the door to opportunity when we give faith space to breathe. Thank you for joining me for Fearless Fridays right here on the Make Life Matter podcast. I hope you join me every week for compelling interviews that help us ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. You can get a copy of Fearless at my website, personalized just for you, AngelaDenadio.com.